Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 146. Episode 146 this week. A lot to go into from the fallout of FTX uh, to some other you know, interesting news. Uh, and there's so much going on. Last week we talked about it, but we're going to get into even more this week. Um, before we get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star, rate, and review this podcast that we've all been doing. Really appreciate you supporting the Your Money, Your Life podcast and listening every week because we have plenty, plenty to get into this week. Uh, so let's get started with the show right about now. Market update of the week, folks. Market update of the week. So much in the market, so much in interesting and sad news for, for a lot. Um, but let's go into it. Uh, we, as we know, um, not too long ago, the Fed did another 75 basis points hike. So they're raising rates to slow down the economy. They want to pretty much crush growth. Um, and and that's what the goal is, to bring price stability. So they don't think the job is finished. We got a print um, last week of lower CPI. It's pretty much showing that we've peaked at the CPI maybe um, you know, three, four, a while ago, right? Three, four meetings ago. Um, and so now we're seeing, we saw the market last like a couple weeks ago um, rise on this news. And now we're seeing a little bit of pullback because of contagion, what's going on in crypto, the belief that the Fed isn't finished raising rates. Uh, because if you look at what the market is pricing in, the market believes in 2023, the Fed will pause raise, raising rates at some point and then start cutting interest rates because we will have at that point presumably reached target inflation or near target inflation and slowed down the economy a bit. Um, so we've seen CPI, which is the consumer price index. It's the basket of goods that kind of measures how inflation is going month to month and year over year. It's been lower for four consecutive months. The peak was over 9% um, about four months ago, and we've gone lower ever since then. So Starting to see some things working, but not work well enough to really feel like confident that inflation and price stability is here. Because uh, we still have housing inflation that's still high, but that trend is going to get lower. There's a bit of a lag in housing. So that trend will still continue to go lower and bottom in maybe a year and a half, a year, a year and a half. Um, and job increases. There's still, even though you're hearing a lot about layoffs, the labor market's still pretty tight. There is still job increases month over month in the economy. There's still job increases, non-farm payroll increases, which isn't, you know, really recessionary. If you're having people presumably getting more jobs, having more job openings, getting paid, um, they'll spend more. And so you're still seeing that and unemployment is still at the lowest we've had since 1969. Um, but on the flip side, consumers are hurting. Credit card, interest rate on credit cards, the highest we've ever seen. People are increasing their credit card debt because their cash flow is lower. Maybe they've been laid off or different things of that nature. So there are some interesting things going on in the economy that's lending to what we're seeing in the market. So the bounce we had um, is, is witnessing a little bit of a pullback. We're down on um, the futures this morning. Um, so we'll see how that plays out in the market um, this the rest of this week, because um, we're looking at a lower day potentially today. 
But again, an opportunity for for younger investors. We've seen that throughout this these bounces, but we said the trend will be lower, um, and, and warned of of understanding that. So, so much going on. We talked about it last week a little bit of the FTX follow. So FTX was an exchange that was commingling funds. They had a sister company that was like a hedge fund, venture capital fund that was using customer deposits to presumably make investments, to do different things. So they're still on the news. Um, and one, they're in the news because it's it was a big company. They were at one point valued at $32 billion. They had raised almost a billion dollars in venture capital money, had a billion in revenue at one point, had assets, customer assets and deposits of a lot. So the, the, these events with them falling out, they'd invested in a lot of companies. They purchased a lot of other crypto yield companies, DeFi companies. And so with them falling apart, it's creating a contagion, as they call it, whereas other companies are falling too because they were heavily tied into S, um, SBF and FTX and what they were doing. So SBF being Sam Bankman-Fried, who was the CEO and founder of the two sister companies, Alameda and FTX. And so um, he's still tweeting, by the way. <laughs> he is still tweet getting his tweets off. Uh, which many people have advised, I'm sure if he has lawyers, if he's listening to them, they've advised not to, but he's still getting his tweets off. In fact, there was an article by Vox, which I, is a thorough read if anyone wants to read it, um, but he tried to explain himself, as the article states in the headline, via the Vox uh, writer, Kelsey Piper. Kelsey Piper and him apparently knew each other. They were DMing, and I don't know if he was aware that she was going to publish it, but you got to be aware if you're talking to a journalist what they may do, but they're apparently DMing on some friend-type vibe, and he was talking about the whole situation, saying they had pretty much no risk controls, no regulatory controls, no compliance. I don't even think they had a CFO. They had no one like accounting, no one looking over the finances. And this is a company that VCs, the big mighty VCs, gave billions of dollars to, right? And they had none of these things, none of these things in place. Uh, so it makes the, the crypto environment look bad. But again, it's it's in that sense. But, you know, again, I've kind of stated that a lot of these things are just phony. I've held, I'm holding the same tokens I've hold, have ever held since the beginning. And if you're holding the major coins, if you're holding Bitcoin, Ethereum, you're, I think you're going to be fine long term. But, you know, short term, there's going to be issues like this when people are get too greedy and, and things that we talked about. But long term, I think everyone that has a minor exposure based on their own liquidity, based on their own net worth, to the top tokens will be fine in the long run. Uh, but I never did any DeFi, never did any yield or lent my Bitcoin to get some percentage or interest rate. I know a lot of people did that. I just never did. It didn't make sense to me. If you think about the model, when a bank takes your deposits and they give you a 0.001 interest, they then take that money and lend it to the next person that wants to buy a home and they're paying right now 7% interest. So that net interest margin is huge, and that's how the bank makes their money. And that's an actual business model. But if you're staking your Bitcoin for yield, if the Bitcoin price or the asset price fluctuates, it's volatile, how are you going to get the yield? There's no cash flow there. The model didn't make sense. I've never done it, never encouraged anyone to do it. I've encouraged people to buy correct tokens based on their risk tolerance their exposure to understand what they're doing, but I've never bid on a yield or DeFi platform because it just wasn't something that I fully thought made sense. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of these yield platforms and DeFi platforms fall flat um, and they were pretty much insolvent. And so back to the article, it's a great read as far as, you know, 
hit piece of journalism for people that weren't interested. It's horrible that he just doesn't seem to grasp what he's done. He still thinks he's going to raise $8 billion and just give that money back to the depositors um, of FTX and, and different things. But he's just pretty much didn't seem to have a total grasp on what he's done. He doesn't seem to have a total understanding on what he's done. He said some of his partners, the two other top two other top lieutenants in his current company, one of them had shame and guilt, but he didn't seem to have it. Um, she even screenshotted the DM so you can read his thoughts directly. He came out the next morning and said, hey, I didn't know this was going to come out. Um, I thought I was just talking. His true feelings came out. He said that he didn't even believe in being altruistic or being a good person. He was just doing it because he thought that would get him popularity um, and that everyone does that, which is crazy. So you really got to look into a, a mind of a, of a sick man. <laughs> like you, you can't let nerds get off like this, folks. This is is not okay. He's hurt a lot of people. Um, and and we'll see what happens. They still haven't put him in, in cuffs yet or anything. He's still in the Bahamas, uh, apparently playing video games and getting some rest, um, but <laughs> which is wild to me. But um, yeah, you, you just can't, you can't let stuff like this happen. And you're having other people come out and say it. They've taken over the, the a lo, a restructuring bankruptcy lawyers, taken over the company, said this is the worst he's ever seen corporate controls and risk management ever, ever. Um, and so, so that's, you know, disappointing to hear, incredibly disappointing to hear. And I was just talking to my girlfriend about this, uh, but in 2021, we literally saw an unhinged retail, an unhinged investor environment. People were talking about flipping money on Twitter. There was scammers everywhere. You know, people never fail when it comes to these two emotions. We talked about greed and fear many times. Greed will always get you, um, and it happened in 2021. You're seeing a lot of the fallout from it um, still to this day. There was a lot of greed in the market. There are people that are posing as, as different things on, on social medias and just doing incredibly things that I just knew was not right, and I've always told people to stay away from it. But, of course, no one wants to listen when they have FOMO and they have greed, and all those people have disappeared. They got you know their scams off, their whatever, and they've disappeared. They didn't do things the right way. They didn't uphold doing things the right way. Um, and that's the thing I always have wanted to uphold, doing things the right way, never in it for trying to just quick, that stuff is just not the right way to do it. And we've always upheld that standard here as opposed to other people, 100%. Always uphold that standard. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you've uh, heard me talk about that. And all that stuff is coming to fruition. Um, and if, you know, it's it's coming to fruition, and I knew it would. That's why we upheld a different standard on this side. But enough, enough of that. There's going to be more to come with that. We'll, we'll, we'll go back into it. But let's dive into some more other news for the Swifties out there. I just, Taylor Swift had an incredible – I've never listened to an album. I know her popular songs. But she is doing a, a tour for the first time in four years. And Ticketmaster and Live Nation, I think they merged. And so they're like a mo- – they have a monopoly on – the ticket business pretty much. And when they announced the Taylor Swift tickets, their site pretty much couldn't handle the man and crash. The people that had some special code that was supposed to let them snag tickets at a certain price range that was lower, they couldn't even get in the ticket. They couldn't get a ticket because the masses crashed the site. Uh, millions of fans showed up and they couldn't secure a ticket in her first tour in four years. There was over 5,000 outages on the site because they have a monopoly on the site. Regulators need to break this up. If you can't even 
put out a Taylor Swift, even though she's probably the biggest artist in the world, her bad buddy, Drake, one of the three, pick your choice. And you couldn't, if you can't get a ticket when you had a code months in advance, that sounds like it's not the best. Um, but, you, you know, that's that's what's going on here in this world. I mean, I guess it's the worst of your world right now. If you can't get a Taylor Swift ticket, that's not a bad thing. But hopefully you get it. I, I hope the Swifties swiftly get their ticket. See what I did there? Uh, in more news, Elon Musk and Twitter is still happening. It's 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 become a different platform. He's rolling out different things, and um, he claims that, that it's still being used more than ever, um, although a lot of advertisers have paused. Um, a lot of people have left from executives to rank and file to engineers. They've been publicly fired on Twitter by him. Um, literally it's, it's kind of a madhouse there. So we'll see how that turns out. We'll see how that one turns out. Um, but you know, it's looking not so good to start. Uh, it's still early, still early. Um, and we'll see what happens with that one. In more news, folks, in more news, we talked about, um, all the, all the different Things that you know tech companies are doing. Um, it's now just not just tech companies, but overall, you're seeing layoffs in the market. You're seeing different things happen in the market. Um, but now it looks like companies are just right sizing, cutting costs. You're seeing Amazon say they're going to cut employees. Um, they're offering people early buyouts, um, proposed buyouts of their of, to, to leave and pretty much layoff buyouts. Um, and a lot of these companies are, are being urged by hedge funds, big big um, asset managers to cut back on costs, to rein things in the next couple quarters as things get a little bit less um, free-flowing. Um, and so you're seeing that all over the market, um, all over the market. Um, and it's it's kind of, you know, it's kind of what we talked about. Um, and and it's something that you're seeing everywhere in the, in the market. Um, it's something to be worried to be worried from. Something to to understand. In more news, in more news, they've kind of kept this quieter. Um, Goldman Sachs paid more than 12, 12 million to a departing executive who accused senior leaders of overseeing a toxic workplace for women and making vulgar, vulgar comments about them. They kind of kept this quiet, but. Um, Gomesack Group, they paid out well over 12 million to a veteran executive who complained internally about toxic workplace for women in the highest echelons of Wall Street's most prestigious firm. Uh, the bank settled with a departing partner two years ago in a deal that they kept secret um, and detailed the account of executive making vulgar, dismissive comments about women, according to people with knowledge of the matter. Um, yep, the rums of the firm were um, rattled by the, by the remarks. Um, and yeah, they, they kept the secret. I haven't heard much, but this is kind of a a line in a fine print in the news to find, but um, something that is is horrible and, and you're seeing people, um, hope I'm glad this person spoke out. Um, also in quick news, Estee Lauder is buying Tom Ford uh, for $2.8 billion. Apparently Tom Ford started the company in 2005 um, and now he's cashing out at the tune of $2.8 billion. Um, and he's staying the test of time. Started in 2005, became popular, hip hop, different places, other things. And now he's cashing out in the tune of $2.5 billion. Um, congrats to him. Um, 
so much has happened in the news a lot, a lot. But let's get into, you know, less news um, and we'll do a little bit more of the roundtable coming up next. All right. So with all that is happening in the news in the roundtable, I think it's great to discuss understanding risk and controls in your not only in business, that's a thing in business and corporate finance and corporations, but it also should be applied to your personal life, to your personal finance, because understanding when is a solid risk is to be taken, understanding the risk you're taking, understanding how much conviction you should have with, when it turns to capital is super important. So for example, if you're planning to do something, um, you know, when it comes to anything with your personal finances, you have to understand the risk you're taking and fully understand it, right? A lot of people do things not fully understand it. They just are either have greed in mind. Um, and it usually leads to bad things, as you see here. Um, that's just the thing that, you know, you have to understand. You have to take personal agency for that yourself. A lot of people have the right to 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 blame, you know, especially in this FTX example. A lot of people thought they were trusting someone that they, you know, was doing wrong. But a lot of cases, there's also people that that don't read, don't do fibers, don't do anything, um, and they like to not take agency uh, over mistakes they have. Ownership is important. Taking agency of the mistakes you make um, and learning from them is super, super important and can be applied to every area of life, uh, every area of life. Um, and just in general, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably isn't true. I've never seen it be true. Um, and we've, we've got, again, another thing, you'll see this come back. You'll see danger, you know, over-exuberation, greed, scams. You'll see all this come back after the cycle flushes out in a couple of years. It'll be back. People always have a short-term memory with these things and they forget and it's right back and this isn't the first time it's happened in life. Like this isn't the first time it's happened, nor will be the last. There will always be people um, falling for stuff because a lot of times people don't like to do work, have agency, um, and that leads to things of this nature. It truly, truly does. So more to come on this. I just want to give that note to everyone to kind of stay the course, um, keep doing the right things, and keep pounding the pavement. We'll be back with more next week. Make sure you share, like, five-star rate, and review the podcast like always. Talk soon.